0: Hello, and welcome to the Inspired Podcast, the podcast series where we create educational and impactful content, where we take a deep dive into the work and contributions of the world's best thinkers. My aim is to build an online community of young African brothers and sisters who wants to shake things up. This podcast is all about inspiring you to become the best version of yourself, providing you with the tools and knowledge on how to get there. Over here, we believe in the power of community, living life filled with purpose and being led by curiosity. So please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation by following me on my socials and in my show notes. My name is Anita Chaha and this is Inspired. Enjoy. We have entered the new year filled with hope and courage, the zest for life, and honestly guys, I feel like this year, we collectively will be in our back, honey. I've seen the tweets, I've seen the TikTok videos, the Pinterest bingo boards, the vision boards, and I'm so, so inspired by a lot of you guys and by a lot of creators that I follow. And I concur that this year will be a year of financial freedom and abundance for all of us. (laughs) Amen. <laughs> and because as a collective, we have decided that we are just collecting wins this year. I found it very fitting for us to talk about our spending habits. Now, this topic has been on my mind for quite some time now, and I think that it is time for us to dissect it a bit. Do you know that the average person is served between 4,000 to 10,000 ads per day? We encounter ads almost everywhere we look, on billboards, our cell phones, almost any free app that you have on your phone will most likely have an ad. Posters on taxis, I'm not sure if you've seen those wraparound posters on taxis, YouTube, Spotify, even on the Eskomse Push app, it's the first thing you see when search engine results pop up. It's everywhere largely because it works. It works at driving and fueling this big culture of consumption in this capitalistic society that we live in. I don't think anybody can deny that we have the compulsion to always consume, to always have this or that, and to always buy. But what damage is this causing to our generation? How is this impacting us on a sub? subconscious level how are we meant to invest in income generating assets break generational curses if you always encourage to spend what we have i speak like this because our consulting problem is not solely ours now now following because i'm not removing um responsibility from us yes we are the ones clearing our cards and swiping our cards but how did we as an economy get here let's dive into a little bit of history. So what is consumerism? Consumerism refers to the social and economic system that encourages the consumption of goods and services as a means of attaining well-being, right? And the history of consumerism can be traced back into the late um, 19th century, I'd say early 18th century to 19th century and Obviously, it has undergone significant changes in an evolution up to where we are right now. There are differing opinions as to what started this whole thing, though. Some critics attribute it to the growing middle class who embraced new concepts of luxury consumption and the increasing significance of fashion as a factor of purchasing decisions, while others believe that. Consumption was a political and economic necessity to maintain uh, capitalistic competition and profits. So with regards to the growing middle class argument, though, it sort of affirms that the revolution was... um, What's the word? Portrayed by the construction of large country estates for comfort and the availability of luxury goods aimed at the growing market. These luxury goods being items such as tobacco, such as sugar, tea, coffee. It is also said that the sugar consumption in Britain, for example, increased by 20 times in the 17th century. So now we're in the 18th century and the marketplace is starting to boom. The marketplace is starting to expand. It was in Holland, though, according to um, history, Holland and Britain, where it gained momentum. So gradually, steadily, the marketplace expanded, leading to mass production, right? With mass production, the average consumer's needs and wants was available in unimaginable quantities. Because there was so much of everything and anything, this lowered the prices of goods and services. So here are the important things to note with mass production. Manufacturers could produce and distribute goods more efficiently. The ability to produce many products for sale instead of single tailored pieces allowed them to reduce expenses. Also, by utilizing the cost savings from increased product efficiency, they were able to mass produce items at a much, much lower cost while still generating substantial profit. So when manufacturers clocked that, okay, mass production was essentially the golden goose, everything accelerated from there i know this may be a piece of useless information to you guys but i do want to mention the role of television and how it contributed to consumerism because in my opinion it was the blueprint to modern advertising now i know i know i know that there was the printing press way before the advent of television I know that, but I'm I'm not going way back when. And if you're interested in that, I'd suggest that you check it out on your own and do some of your own research. Okay, so back to television. What was different about television to the printing press is that it allowed consumers to consume images that they would otherwise typically not have access in their daily lives. It was the end thing. I remember my mom used to tell me stories about how not everybody had or could afford to purchase a, de- a television one uh, back in the days. And they'd go and watch the World Cup, for example, like at their local spot or tavern because they had a color TV. It was a big thing. It was a big thing. Television was not just about exposing people to new and diverse experiences. It was primarily about advertising and marketing. What people were not aware was the fact that they were being monitored They were being monitored by advertisers so that advertisers can curate audiences, much like how we curate content for specific audiences or for all of my marketing people in here. It's similarly to creating brand personas for more and effective selling. Right. So with our mothers being able to watch international shows like Abu bol and the Beautiful and other shows where too media was used as a tool to accelerate people's desires or influence people's desires into purchasing certain products, which now brings us to where we are right now, the 21st century. So the 21st century, um, with, with years and years of advertising and being primed to always want more than what we already have, consumer spending on non-essential items is the highest it's ever been. Now more than ever, we're moving away from values of community, there's an increased disconnect, and quite frankly, we are in a cult of instant gratification to improve our social status Luxury spending, as the way as I see it, as or as we see it, play out in the socials, is not most. It's not about enjoying your luxury yourself, but rather to increase your social currency so that people can see what you have. Right? We see this play out very prominently on social media, with the rise of this luxury style content. Forgetting that luxury is subjective, and you decide what it looks like for you. I think we as a people, myself included, should move away from buying things that we don't need or things that won't be of value to us in the long term because we are contributing to and staying trapped in this culture of consumption, which keeps us in this loop. Our culture of consumption is now based on convenience. The convenience of being able to purchase just about anything at the click of a button, ordering food on Uber Eats, Even when sometimes it's double the cost or that 35 rand bootlegger butterscotch latte that you buy every morning before work. All of these costs stack up. Not only are they derailing us from investing in or using that money more responsibly, we're contributing to hurting our environment. And while we're still talking about the ease of buying things on a click of a button, let's look at the tactics marketers use and the psychology behind why we can't stop checking out and clearing our cards out. Right. (laughs) So what the capitalist economy managed to do brilliantly is the art of persuasion, persuading you and me that we need more stuff through marketing and advertising. It, of course, has a name, beloveds. It's called neuromarketing. I love me a good neuroscience reference. We love it. (laughs) It's called neuromarketing. Anyway, so neuromarketing is defined as the study of how people's brains respond to advertising and brand related messaging to monitor and predict customer buying behaviors, right? So for big businesses and marketers, this is a genius way to gain insight into what influences our buying habits, how they can manipulate that to reduce risk on their side. And they also use it in research to see which campaigns will work best. If you're in the tech space in marketing or the technical side within a marketing function, you know exactly what I'm talking about. A-B testing product design testing page optimization testing user experience testing the list is literally endless it's endless And come to think of it it's very it's very creepy guys it's very it's very weird i don't think you guys realize how weird it is your surveillance pretty much i i remember a time in my old job i was checking out a software program with a colleague The software program used an eye tracking system to monitor where exactly the consumer's eyes landed on the live page. Right. The software program literally showed us exactly what the user was doing or looking at rather on the other side in real time in real time i could just see what the other person was doing so usually it's in a form of a heat map where it's just blobs of reddish orange spots on the page that indicate where the person is like looking at where the eyes are moving at and where they like how their eyes are moving and and stuff like that and it's very weird it's a very weird it's, it's an experience that still freaks me out Till this day that there are tools out there that are designed to track every single thing that you do it's a bit weird I'm not gonna lie I do want to mention though that I've never used that program on my day-to-day I don't use that program directly my day-to-day now it was just a tool I was checking out with a colleague but even so being on the other end knowing that these are one of the ways you make data-driven decisions for better page optimizations it's weird nevertheless it's, it, it, it's weird it, it's weird. And you know what the funny part is, is that we often feel as though that we are in control of all of our buying habits and all of our buying decisions. But in reality, most purchases are made subconsciously. And it's a proven fact. It's a proven stat. According to Localization Lab, we make about 95% of our decisions subconsciously, subconsciously. Our brains are designed to always seek pleasure, right? Marketers know this and it allows them to stimulate us to continue to buy more and more and more. You have to remember that pleasure is an emotion that doesn't stay for long. It's very fleeting. You have a glass of Coke, you burp, you're satisfied. But within the next hour, you are more likely to go back, have another glass of Coke, seeking the very same pleasure. It's very fleeting. And so Because brands understand this, they keep us on the loop. They keep us on the treadmill. And that is why it is called the hedonic treadmill. It's a metaphor for how us humans have the tendency to pursue one pleasure after another. Another example is when Apple releases a new iPhone version in 2022, you go and you buy it. And a year later, Apple releases yet another iPhone version, which is not much different in features, to be quite honest. But because you experience the pleasure of having a new form from the previous year, the pleasure you felt is what's going to motivate you to get the current and most recent release marketers are keeping us in this hamster wheel imagine a hamster in a hamster wheel does it that's exactly what's being done to us on a daily basis without us being aware unconsciously so here are some interesting facts I came across while doing some research for today's episode. Yahoo Finance reported a 21% increase in global luxury market for 2022 compared to 2021. That is a 21% increase to 1.4 trillion euros as of November 2022. That's insane. As you can guess, the primary consumer of luxury goods on in 2022, were millennials and Gen Zs. This is according to the Luxury Goods and In-Depth Marketing Insight and Data Analysis Report by Statista. Now, let, let's bring it home, right? The latest most updated South African consumer spending as of September 2022 is sitting at 3059000 three million fifty nine thousand three hundred and twenty four rands so even though the household's net worth declined further in the third quarter of 2022 as the increase in liabilities outweigh even the slightest increase in total assets people are spending on luxury goods people are spending out here as people cannot even fathom these amounts because we are greatly impacted by our current economic climate. We are barely surviving to buy food and necessities, yet the luxury market, according to recent reports, seems to be growing. So, all in all, I need you to close that Superbolist app. I need you to close that Take A Lot app instead seek your dopamine hit elsewhere the culture of consumption is very pervasive and borderline dangerous for this generation heck i think any generation if if all of your money is constantly buying 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 what will you have left to put towards your income generating assets that's if you don't want to live on a paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck situation and actually build generational wealth for your family's generations to come, right? I mean, if that's not what you want, go, go ahead and splurge. <laughs> no one's going to stop you. Do whatever tickles your fancy. But over here, we are fetching our financial discipline for 2023. Please, thank you. Distracting yourself with inanimate objects will make you happy for a brief moment. It definitely will. And it will give you a dopamine hit. But it's doing nothing for your self-discipline. It's doing nothing for your mental growth, nothing for your spiritual alignment and groundedness. The irony of self-growth and evolving as a person is that you need to shed things and not add onto the pile. Much like how when you're evolving and growing and letting go of past behaviors, past habits, ways of thinking and and coping mechanisms that no longer suit you, the same thing applies to your money. You can't continuously feed your impulses if you want to remain focused in life. You don't need more things. You don't need more things. I also believe that there's a direct correlation between overconsumption and how it drives a wedge between us and our spiritual alignment. I just don't I just don't want to get into that in the today's um, episodes um, but you don't need more things. What you spend your money on is what you invest in. So what are you investing in? You're buying a sneaker, you're buying a wig, instead of paying for that certification, that will improve the chances of you getting a promotion and increasing your earning capacity. Why? Why make that purchase instead of redirecting that money? Now, I'm, I'm not financial expert, guys, but chasing material things will stunt your growth when it comes to income generation, income generating assets. We need to start practicing and applying many best practices. Just like you shouldn't go to the grocery store hungry, you shouldn't shop online when you're in a hurry. Put something into the cart, let it sit there for a day and decide if you still need it a day later. Don't let instant gratification win. I said, don't let it win. Yes, businesses, marketers have so much influence into our buying habits and ultimately our money habits, but we should be aware of these things so that we can make wise choices. My aim with this episode is to give you insight into how they operate and to give yourself grace if you have fallen for the very many very clever tactics that they use. But now that you have all of this information, what will you do with it? It's ultimately up to you. You know, when, when you arm yourself with insights and knowledge, you make better decisions, right? Now, I'm not saying don't spoil yourself. I'm not saying don't take care of yourself. Don't take yourself out of solo dates. Don't buy that thing that you've been saving up for months for. But be careful. Be careful of the media that you consume, the content that you consume, rather. Be careful of the people that you surround yourself with. And if you are pressured into living a certain lifestyle, just be careful of that. Life has ups and downs. Sometimes you just have to be frugal and much more responsible. You know, life has seasons. There are seasons where you'll be eating waggy beef sautéed in truffle oil honey. But there will also be seasons where you'll be eating It ebbs and flows. There are peaks and troughs. Your dreams... Your dreams are looking at you and they are side-eyeing you and they are judging you for clearing that she encountered us instead of investing into that certification. Your dreams are looking at you and they are judging you. (laughs) Okay? If you feel attacked by what I'm saying, good. (laughs) That's the intention. One of my... One of my friends recently hit me up via text text, and she told me how she felt attacked while she was binge listening to um the episodes of my podcast. And I cackled so much because I was like, "Good, there, good. <laughs> it's good that you feel attacked. That's the aim there you have it, folks. We have reached the end of today's episode today's podcast remember that this is not a me thing this is an us thing so please feel free to reach out to me via emails or any of my socials i hope this episode was informative to you in any way and let me know what to talk about next see you next week